Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Older Adult to Geriatric Nutrition Answers podcast presented to you by LongTermCareRD.com. I'm Michelle Sari, your host and presenter of today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking all about nutrition care plans and how do you build one. I'm going to be diving into that topic, and I have a few examples of nutrition care plans that you are going to be given for free. But first, I want to talk about the newest resource that's on longtermcarerd.com. If you are a geriatric or elderly long-term care dietitian, or you work in acute care, but you work with the older adult population, the newest reference guide is going to be so incredibly helpful for you. Um, It is called the Ultimate Long-Term Care Dietitian's Reference Guide, and it's over 100 pages. I think it's about 140 pages of comprehensive nutrition information for working in long-term care. The guide is filled with cheat sheets so that you don't have to search for every answer online, trying to find specific references, trying to find how much energy for this, how much protein for this, how much fluid for this condition. It is laid out for you step by step. So some of the topics that are covered in it, I do the basics of long-term care nutrition. So it lays a strong foundation. It allows you to master the fundamental principles of nutrition that are specific to the long-term care settings. So it will help you understand unique dietary considerations, nutrient requirements. I go into a nutrition assessment how-to. So I walk you step-by-step how to do a nutrition assessment in the elderly. It also has the BMI references. It has calorie recommendations, protein recommendations, and you actually get the full nutrition assessment form that I use in my practice, which has a built-in SGA or subjective global assessment form and this helps you be able to diagnose malnutrition right inside of your assessment so you don't have to try to figure it out by yourself. You go through the boxes, you're checking off different things that apply to your patient and you will be able to do the malnutrition diagnosis. Um, The SGA, it's a validated tool that you can use. So this assessment, it has the built-in nutrition care process as well. You just simply fill your information in the boxes. So it is perfect for your charting needs. Also in the book, you're going to find more on individualized nutrition care plans, which we're covering today, nutrition management of chronic conditions. So I navigate you through the most common chronic conditions that we see in long-term care and how do you deal with them. I go through nutrition support, so artificial nutrition, end-of-life nutrition. You can become an expert through reading this section in the book. I go through the food service operations and working with the team, as well as regulations, documentation, and quality improvement. So this is all in the book and so much more. So I strongly suggest going to longtermcarerd.com under the shop page, but I'm going to link everything in the show notes of today's episode. I promise you that this is probably the most helpful book working in long-term care that you will ever buy. So many of these books and reference guides that are written for dietitians in long-term care, I can almost guarantee you that nobody working and writing those books has actually worked in long-term care or currently does. Or if they did, maybe it was their first job out of internship and so they're giving you the quote-unquote textbook answers. But for any of us that have actually worked in long-term care, textbooks don't really help you. 
They don't walk you step by step through the process. They don't give you applicable things that you can use in your practice right now, whereas this reference guide does. So whether you're a seasoned dietitian in long-term care or a brand new dietitian, this reference guide is so incredibly easily laid out. So be sure to check it out. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. You just click the link. It'll take you right to there. You can read through the table of contents. You can read through all the stuff that's in the book, and it's going to be super, super helpful. Um, As always, though, if you have more questions about what's in there, you can feel free to email me, longtermcarerd at gmail.com, or you can reach out to me on social media at longtermcarerd on Facebook and Instagram. But getting into today's episode, so nutrition care plans, the most common question that I get, especially from new RDs, is how do I build one? Now, let's check off another box for what dietitians were never trained on when they entered into long-term care. Nutrition care plans are absolutely essential for the health and care of our patients, yet dietitians don't really get full training on how to build one. So you're thrust into this new job environment and they give you the MDS, they give you the dates that you have to refill everything out, and then you're just left standing there. What the heck is a nutrition care plan? So nutrition care plans are instructions on exactly how someone manages the nutrition care of your patient. Nutrition care plans, they're a part of an overall care plan for your patient, and every single patient in long-term care is required to have a care plan that is written up for them, easily accessible for every single staff member that's there, and it needs to be up to date so every single type of treatment that they're getting, whether this is something simple like making sure they have their dentures in the morning, making sure they have their glasses on, their hearing aids in, what type of meal they're getting, it needs to be all laid out. And it needs to be, if I go in on, let's say, Monday morning, it needs to say exactly what their care plan is that Monday morning. So that means that all healthcare disciplines within the building, they're going to be constantly helping to build it and update it. Um, Every discipline is expected to keep their part up to date and specific to that patient. You will have deadlines to meet and depending on your caseload, it can take some time, especially to build the initial one. So there are some free basic care plans on the longtermcarerd.com website. Um, If you aren't on the subscription list, I recommend subscribing because they get sent out to you um, as a free booklet. So that is a real bonus. So if someone reads your nutrition care plan, they should know the exact details of number one, what is the patient's nutrition diagnosis? Number two, what are the nutrition goals? And number three, what are the nutrition interventions to deal with the specific nutrition diagnosis and nutrition problem? If someone who has never helped your patient comes in, they should be able to read that care plan and know exactly from the moment the patient wakes up until they go to sleep, what their needs are and what their level of care is. So the lingo is a little confusing because nutrition care is a frequent saying, but the nutrition care process versus nutrition care plans, they're two different things. There's not a significant difference between the two if we're being honest about what we're talking about. The nutrition care process is what you are writing in your nutrition assessment forms, and it's what you're documenting in the ADIME format in your chart, whereas the nutrition care plan, it's in the MDS computer system, and in most facilities, it'll be printed off, put in a binder, or put in the patient's room. The nutrition care plan is a living document that is always being updated. So you will essentially be transcribing the nutrition care process that you have for the patient and putting it into the nutrition care plan. 
So the nutrition care plan is just a basic summary of the nutrition care process. If you look at it this way, your nutrition care plan really shouldn't take that long once that initial assessment has been done. This is why I believe that if you can have basic care plans built and then just individualize it for the patient, it really shouldn't take too long. But a surveyor or auditor, whatever the review process is for your facility, they will be meticulously going through your nutrition care plans and the care plan overall. So you need to make sure that it is written very well. But in the care plan, what they wanna see is number one, they wanna see that it's individualized. So it helps if you put the patient's name in it. Number two, the nutrition problem or nutrition diagnosis has been identified. And nutrition diagnoses, they're typically done using the standardized language. I prefer to use the standardized language for nutrition care plans because it keeps it easy to identify what the problem is. Number three, the nutrition goals are specific to that patient. So you're gonna be putting in specific numbers and thropometrics that are for that patient only. And they should be realistic nutrition goals that you've set with the patient or their loved ones. And number four, there's identified nutrition interventions, again, individualized to address the nutrition diagnosis. There should also be timelines as to when and how it's going to be measured, whether they're successful or not. So when you review your nutrition care plan, look at it through the eyes of somebody that's assessing it and try to pick apart your nutrition care plan that way so that you can see how well you've written it. So number one, I'm gonna break down the nutrition care plans a little bit more in detail. So number one is, what is your nutrition diagnosis? You can use standardized language for the nutrition diagnosis. You may hear from some dietitians that they don't use it, and sure, it's not a requirement, but it will make it so much easier for you to write these out. This should be very simple because if you have gone through the nutrition care process, you already have the documentation of what it is. So in the care plan, just write out what the nutrition diagnosis is. That's it. The nutrition diagnosis, just like in the nutrition care process, it's what you're going to address with your nutrition interventions. So don't write about a problem such as weight loss and then write interventions about diabetes. It makes no sense. You can have separate diagnoses for diabetes, but your care plan should flow and it should be easy to understand. So if you've got the nutrition diagnosis for diabetes, the nutrition goals and the nutrition interventions should be related to the diabetes. And then if you also have another intervent or nutrition problem that is malnutrition, your nutrition goals and your nutrition interventions should be to address that problem. So building nutrition goals. Your nutrition care process documentation will come in really handy here, like I said. So what goals did you and the patient set? based on the problem that you identified. So setting nutrition goals, it should be SMART goals, and that's the acronym S-M-A-R-T. So don't write patient will gain weight. It's not a nutrition goal. It's not specific. It's not individualized to the patient. There is no way that somebody would go read this care plan and A, know what the heck you're talking about, what was the problem, and they won't know who it's for. So something you could write instead would be Mrs. Smith will maintain her body weight at BMI 24.4 slash 64.4 kilograms, which falls into a normal BMI range between 23.0 to 29.9, 
60 kilograms to 84.4 kilograms because again remember that we use a higher BMI as a reference point for the older adult population. So you can see here it's specific to Mrs. Smith. It has her name identified. It has her weight, her normal range, stuff like that. If you don't want to be consistently updating the numbers, so you don't want to put in her specific weight in that time frame, you could rephrase it. And I typically do this because then when you go in and you're assessing MDS care plans quarterly, you're not going to have to go in and update her, what her current weight is. Because in MDS, well, the weights are already input. So what you could write instead so that you won't have to update it is Mrs. Smith will maintain her body weight within a normal BMI range, 23.0 to 29.9, 60 kilograms to 84.4 kilograms. So as long as Mrs. Smith's body weight is within that normal range, you don't have to update this one if she keeps maintaining it quarter after quarter. Both are still specific to her and have measurable anthropometrics, but in the second one, you don't constantly need to go in and change it. You just need to check that she has maintained her weight within that range. I typically go with the second option there, and I've never been corrected on it when I've gone through the survey process. You can also have multiple nutrition goals for one nutrition problem. You don't need to go overboard, but if you do feel the need to have one to two nutrition goals to accurately cover a nutrition diagnosis, that's okay. And again, I'm gonna have links in the show notes for um, various nutrition care plans that I've built as samples, so you can go check those out. Number two, you're gonna build the nutrition interventions. You should have multiple nutrition interventions in your nutrition care plan. One is typically not going to suffice because if we look at somebody who has malnutrition, more often than not, you're gonna have more than one nutrition intervention. So maybe you'll be introducing a supplement, maybe you'll be introducing fortified foods, maybe they'll be getting more uh, nutrition assistance at meals. So those are going to go into the nutrition care plan. It's going to encompass the food and fluid prescriptions and it's also going to talk about how they're going to be measured. So like I said, you could be using dysphagia. So not only are we going to be modifying the food texture, we're also going to be referring to speech language pathology or we'll be doing a meal observation screen. So that is how you're going to be doing that. Um, so there's three separate, separate sections in the MDS care plans and you're just going to keep putting your nutrition care process into the different framework. Um, I've got a link in the show notes. It has the three separate sections. You can go take a look at it. So state your nutrition diagnosis, put the nutrition goals in, and then put your nutrition interventions in. Um, again, depending on the computer, it's fairly straightforward. In some facilities, you will have an MDS coordinator that can help you go through a tutorial. So I highly recommend taking advantage of that. Some people find it useful. Some MDS coordinators are better than others. So try your best, take notes when you're doing it. Um, so you will not enter that the dietitian is responsible though for the interventions. That is one extra part of the nutrition care plans and care plans in general is that you have to designate which healthcare professional is going to be in charge of each nutrition intervention. So let's say one of the nutrition interventions is to be recording their monthly weight so that it can be audited and assessed because they've gone through weight loss. You as the dietitian, you're not going to put that you're responsible for recording their weights because you don't take their weight. The healthcare aides do that. So 
Ensure that you're putting in the proper person that's going to be designated responsible for that intervention. So the fortified food, for example, well, that's going to be the dietary department or nutrition and food services if you actually care about what we call those things. Um, so just make sure that you're designating the right person and make sure it's accurate. Typically, it's going to be the nurse or the healthcare aide, though. And once you've put all the information into your care plan, you're almost done. The last part is, do nutrition care plans need updating? Yes, absolutely, constantly. A care plan for nutrition needs is going to be updated any time that there is change in their nutrition care. Not just quarterly, although you do review nutrition care plans quarterly, but let's say that you've changed a diet texture, you need to go in and you need to update that in their care plan. In some facilities, what they do is they don't necessarily update it in the computer or reprint it. What they do is they go to the written copy and they cross off the old intervention and they'll write in the new intervention. So be sure to check with your facility how often that happens. In some facilities, if there is a hard copy and they want you updating in the computer, Whoever updates it will be in charge of printing it. And that printed copy needs to be placed in all the locations in the building where it is. Some facilities though, they'll just print it quarterly. So then you're gonna be writing in the um, paper copy. So just make sure that you ask at your facility what the policy is regarding updating the nutrition care plan. And this is a must do because surveyors and auditors can come any time throughout the year and they will be checking those care plans. So that's all I've got for you today in regards to the building a nutrition care plan. If you want to see, I have multiple examples of care plans that have been built that you can use in your practice. They're free. There are articles that are going to be linked in the show notes. So that's all I have for you, but be sure to click on the links in the show notes. If you aren't on our email list, please sign up. I like to keep people up to date with what's going on. It is the summer months right now, so we will be releasing an episode likely in two weeks, maybe taking a little break for some enjoyable relaxation time, and I hope you do as well. Be sure to like and follow the show on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share it with any colleagues that you think might find this incredibly useful. The more you spread the word, the better it is for people that get to get this information into their hands. Please like and follow us also on Instagram and Facebook at LongTermCareRD. Find the website at www.LongTermCareRD.com. And in the show description notes, you will find all the articles and the links to everything that I talked about. Please feel free to drop me an email if you ever want to chat. Okay, have a great week.